few years in the dental world, Rachel Hicks had an aha moment of creating a teeth whitening company that really works. So she actually has two different models of businesses and uh, she is making waves in this non-regulated industry. She shares her journey of how she came up with the idea and also what she's faced during the pandemic and lessons she's learned along the way. So we are excited to have Rachel Hicks joining us today, the founder of You Whitening. So without further ado... Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you. We've got some Canadians in the house. I'm super excited. So thanks for coming and joining with us and telling us about your story and your journey of being a founder. Thanks so much, Brooke. I'm excited to chat. Yeah. Yay. Okay, cool. So you've got a couple of things going on and would love to hear your backstory on how you became a founder. Like, and just to give some insight, she, Rachel is the founder of U Whitening and PWP, which is professional whitening product. And they're two different types of businesses. And so would love to know how you got into the teeth whitening business. First of all, why you started your own company? How'd you get here? Like, what's your backstory? Yeah, so I was super fortunate. I actually come from a dental background, so I'm a trained dental assistant, and I was working in the field, just that nine-to-five grind was getting exhausting, paycheck to paycheck, just wasn't getting ahead, was working side jobs, so I mean, it was just constant work, 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 (laughs) and... Right. And like you're in a hamster wheel. Literally. It's a fun. Yeah. Yep. It just kept going and going. And then I actually ended up jumping into dental sales, which was, it's funny. You have like a, a conceived notion in your mind of like what a sales rep is and oh, they must make so much money and it must be so great to work from home or go make contacts, etc. But I got a rude awakening when I jumped on with this company and turns out they were actually brand new to Canada in our province, which means there is no prior accounts. It was straight from the ground, straight cold calling. Um, it was it was bootstrapping it from the beginning. So that was hard for sure, but it was such a great learning experience. I mean, diving into cold sales. Wow. That was, that was interesting. At least you knew like, um, your, your customer, like what your customer was about. Yeah. I mean, that's different than going in and not knowing your customer base at all or what they're like. So yeah. Opening up new territories. That's good. That's fun. Yes. And um, I love that you mentioned that because yes, that was my one saving grace was thank goodness I understood dental products because <laughs> if I didn't, oh man, I don't think I would have made it. But this is where I had like a tra- great chance to open some connections with manufacturers and learning more about business since I don't have a business background. And Then from there, I was approached by an esthetician if they could buy some whitening gel from me. And I just was thinking in our profession, it's very like taboo if you do teeth whitening outside of a dental office. So I thought, no, you can't do that. You're not a dental professional. Well, little did I know, 
did some research. Turns out that teeth whitening is actually very much so in this unregulated cosmetic realm where there's not really any regulations on it. So that's when I thought, okay, well, if estheticians, medispas, etc., are offering this service, well, wouldn't it make sense for a dental professional to offer the service? And on the flip side, bring that medispa environment more relaxed because we know people don't love the dental office. (laughs) (laughs) So I started um, out of my home and lots of learning curves of trial and error on products, techniques, all that fun stuff. But I was super fortunate. I was able to do it from my home because without that high overhead, I was able to play around with those different things. And then I ended up launching it into a commercial storefront. If somebody had a business background and they had seen my books, they would have been like, you are crazy. What are you doing? You don't have the clientele. You don't have like, it's not at that stage for growth. But I just felt like I needed extra chairs to get in bridal parties or couples, all that fun stuff. And so I did it and it went super well. And that's you whitening. So that was our straight to consumer based business. So that means that you could come in and have teeth whitening done chair side. So a stronger gel. So how many applications do you have to get? Yeah, so really depending on your start level, where you are, how much stain you've accumulated. But typically one session is pretty sufficient and it's in 60 minutes. You're in and out in 60 minutes. But that was really the catapult for what do they say? Your clients tell you what Mm -hmm. they want. So all of a sudden I started getting hit with DMs, emails from either dental professionals or beauty professionals asking for what product we were using or also how we, how we did this. Whitening as a standalone business is not seen very often or little at all. And then that's what really drove me to figure out how to build our own product line and continue on to more of a wholesale aspect with PWP now launching it worldwide to beauty professionals, dental professionals. And it's, it's been awesome. It's been such a great time to really connect with businesses and help them. I mean, cosmetics is exploding and whitening is such a complimentary service. Either it can stand alone Or say if you are a beauty professional, adding teeth whitening either in a chair side aspect or a retail aspect is a great extra source of revenue. Yeah. Okay. So I have some questions because when you were at the dentist, did the dentist offer any, I shouldn't say whitening, I guess I should say bleaching. I don't know. Like I myself have gone through, I'm like crazy obsessed with having white teeth. Like I, I think because my mom and dad spent so much money in in, for this mouth, (laughs) retainers after retainers, braces, retainers, more retainers. Oh, and then there's more. Right. So, um, like I was getting, um, what do you call them? I still have them. They're like clear things. Bleaching trays. Yes. And bleach, etc. So that was, I mean, that was years ago. And then I can still buy the bleach from 
the dentist. And then I had some kind of blue light something or other done. I, I don't even know what it was. I was like, sign me up. Okay. And that was like a dental session and I don't know, some like something they did. Um, so what, and then you see all the strips and all the stuff, right? So where do you fall in the mix and how is it different? And, um, if the, is it something that like a professional must apply to be trained? You know, I've got all the questions. Yeah, this is great. So definition term whitening is actually defined as using an abrasive agent to remove extrinsic surface stains. So that would be using like a profi paste or something like a charcoal paste, something abrasive that you're wiping on the outside surface of your tooth structure to help remove some stain. Now, what happens is with bleaching, it's just Terms get interchanged for whatever reason. So for example, you could say with bleaching, it's actually when you are getting more chemical. So this is when we're mostly using peroxide, especially in North America, and that would be something like your bleaching trays. So whitening is actually just used as the same form as bleaching when it comes to marketing. So whenever you are using peroxides, that's technically bleaching, but it's usually called whitening. So what happens is peroxides can only be sold to you over the counter at lower strengths. So that's when okay. like the strips, etc., come into play and they have to be under a certain peroxide percentage because you don't have gum protection because we can't get higher percentages of peroxides on soft tissue. So what happens is then when you would have went uh, dental chair side and got like that blue light activation that you mentioned, that's called LED. Um, another whatever reason, if it's been just from social media, this is a big info piece that gets missed. A lot of times people call themselves laser whitening technicians. That is not true. Lasers can only be purchased by dentists or doctors, which means that it's just an LED light. It is not a laser. So you would have had a blue LED light on your teeth at your dental office. And what the blue light's supposed to do is it's supposed to activate and oxidize those bleaching agents quicker. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're supposed to get a stronger chair side result because it breaks down quicker and it's a higher percentage. But I mean, on the flip side, you can still get great results either way with either take home trays or in chair whitening. It's just depending on your time frame. Obviously, if you're using a lower percentage, you're going to have to do it multiple times to get a similar result. Is chair side, you're jacking up that percentage and then you're getting that quicker result. So then your next question was, well, who can actually do that chair side application when it comes to those stronger percentages? So of course the dental world would love it if they could own rights to teeth whitening. And depending on where you're located, um, there's going to be lots of information, um, whether if you can or cannot. At the end of the day, whenever you step outside of a dental office, you fall into the personal care space. So think lashes, microblading, mm -hmm. um, typical like tattooing, esthetician work, that actually is deemed in most places where teeth whitening falls into play as well. So as long as you make sure that you get your proper insurance coverage, a lot of those medi like wellness spa 
insurances will cover teeth whitening and they'll give you up to a certain percentage depending on your location how high you can go up to and then from there you have to make sure that you're properly trained so can you provide this service outside of a dental office? Absolutely, but just depending on where you're located might depend on your technique application. And the weird thing is, is of course, ideally, yes, it would be amazing if it this was only done at a dental office. But on the flip side, a lot of dentists do not offer this service because it's a lot of chair time for the dollar amount that like, they charge. Yeah, it's not a money maker for them. Right? It's not. They it's want not. The canals. Yep. And, and the fillings. <laughs> I've heard nightmare stories. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, don't even get me started. <laughs> so that really does explain why it has kind of really pushed the cosmetic world because the dentists weren't doing a great job at providing the service. Just right. for so what they That's usually fair. do is they do take home trays, which you've had, and um they called it a day. So, I mean, yeah. depending on where you are, there's going to be some great dentists who will even refer to you and they love it. And of course, on the flip side, there's going to be some dentists who are not going to love it, but that's business, right? So have you seen, this is more on the product side and then we'll get more on the business side, but I'm just curious. Have you seen the purple stuff? I don't know what yes. it's called, but yes. it's like all over TikTok. It's like <laughs> smearing purple shampoo because I'm a blonde. We wear we not wear, but we wash our hair with purple shampoo and it's supposed to make it blonder, right? Exactly. So I'm assuming it's the same concept, but it just makes it whiter. But like, is that a daily thing? Does that really work? Like, it, it, yes, it seems like it requires like a constant upkeep. It does because since there's actually no bleaching agents in it, it's actually not removing or oxidizing any of that stain away. It's literally just like an illusion to your eyes. Like it's very temporary. It's just because purple tones make like yellow tones look whiter. So it's literally just like a daily fake. That's all right. that it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, my shampoo, uh, mm, I have to do it like once every two or three weeks, but I don't wash my hair that much. So if I brush my teeth, that's like right. a daily gig, right? It is. No, thanks. I don't have time for that, right? It's not toothpaste, right? right? It's okay. not yet. So, I mean, maybe if you have like a wedding that you're going to and you just need like a quick little <laughs> pick-me-up, but yeah, but you're right. It is exploding on TikTok. It is. It is. It's crazy. So, you started out with you whitening and how many storefronts do you have now? Because I know you were affected by covid so did you start before COVID and then had to regroup and launch exactly. in a different way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. we started, had our storefront, and unfortunately really got hit with COVID, especially in our area. We had some pretty intense uh, restrictions. And then I've decided that for right now, what we're doing is we are working with local businesses, so local medispas, um, and actually some dental offices as well, where we pop up and see their clients for them and also bring our clients there, oh. which has been a really fun option, and it's taking off really well. We're expanding into some different geographic areas near us too, just hiring other dental professionals to go and see the clients with our products, um, which has been super fun, but it has been a pivot. I mean, do I think a physical storefront for teeth whitening only is possible? A hundred percent. But 
I personally chose a really bad location and oh yes, 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 I remember that. Okay, so that's super important. And um, I went to culinary school, and when I was in culinary school, they like beat it in our heads, like location, 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 location. Like it doesn't matter how great of a chef you are, if people yeah. don't walk by, if people don't go there like location, location, location. Right. So whenever you brought that up, it reminded me of my culinary days. And so, uh, yeah, you, okay. So you picked it. Did you do, I guess the lesson learned is what is the lesson learned? Do your research about the location first, or did you, did you just find a spot and you loved it? Like how did that all transpire? So we're in a really tiny city and our downtown core isn't the most built up, but at that time when I signed the lease, there was all these promises for development and these other locations were supposed to be getting filled too, but then COVID hit. So then that traction never started. And then some of the traction that was there left. So ours really came down to, even though we're a service-based business and walk-ins weren't really what we were expecting, still not getting that visualization traffic of like drives, buys, etc. That definitely really snowballed eventually. Yeah. And then also it was, um, I know, especially in bigger cities, you would fall into this a little bit more, but our parking situation was also a little bit difficult. Mm. So that was a little, not as ideal for our customers wanting to come down there as well. So there's lots of little things like you mentioned, location is huge and possibly maybe since I don't have that business background, that was something that wasn't on my mind. I was just so excited to see a location and I was like, we're going to do it. <laughs> but yes, if, um, if we do launch into a, another storefront in the future, it will be a lot more investigating on location. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. They used to tell us to like stand in front of a place and, you know, just click the number of cars that go by. Oh, yeah. Click the, like you got to measure the traffic that you're going to see on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Um, so people can see like for advertisement reasons, but did you concoct the in ingredients to what you were using in the you whitening scenarios you said that you did that from home right so did you come did you create your own recipe shall we say for the pwp then is that how that works yeah so what happened was i was in touch with manufacturers when i was a dental sales rep dental manufacturers and i found one that i really enjoyed working with and i really liked their texture consistency of their gels so we really worked together to build our own formula like we don't have our own manufacturing plant but so we work with a manufacturer a lab that works with other businesses as well and that was really interesting. And of course, we're always up to chatting with other manufacturers as well as there's so many different things you can do in this space. But it really came down to once we found a gel that we really enjoyed working with, it was targeting what we liked about it, as I mentioned, the texture, and of course, sensitivity levels. And then we did go to that lab, tweak it a bit, and then they build it out for us. And that's what we've distributed through professional okay, So products. they order the ingredients. From what I understand is you can either get the ingredients yourself and take it to them and they create it or they are in control of the ingredients and you tweak it and whatnot and it makes it, yeah. Yeah, they bring so, in the raw materials. Okay. Are you self-funded? 
We are. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Good for you. And how many are on your team right now? So we're under five and uh, we do have lots of plans for growth in the future and we'll definitely be looking for options of investment, etc. as we grow. But uh, it definitely has been a bootstrap. I mean, I remortgaged my house to get this off the ground. So it's been it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're in Canada. Are you working outside of Canada at this moment? We do sell our professional whitening line um, in the United States and in the UK. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. I could totally see like going to get, I don't know, those... Um, those IVs are really popular right mm-hmm. now where you and getting teeth whitening while you're getting your IV boost and your eyelashes done and your brows done and right. the whole nine works, right? Getting some Botox while you're at it, right? Like whatever yet, right? I think the great thing about it is that you had worked with manufacturers whenever um, you were in the selling business, right? So you weren't going in completely blind, to like not having, I shouldn't say completely blind, but not having knowledge into like who does what. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Are you packaging there too in Canada? Is all this, is your manufacturer in Canada? It is. So all of our um, like gels, mouthwashes, etc. it's all made at the lab in Canada. So they do all of our packaging for us as well, which is massive. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, and have you been affected much by these shipping increases? We definitely did have to raise our prices for sure. Um, we also, when we first started U Whitening, we were working with them and it took forever for our first round of home kits to come in because they do bring in all their boxes from overseas. So that was really interesting to get affected when all that shipping shortage was going on. We really felt that. So that was kind of our intro to um, like dealing with a larger scale product order was we waited forever and ever. Yeah. And I found it interesting that there are no regulations on whitening um, in the industry, which I don't think people think about, but it makes you think, uh, like what's in this stuff that we're putting on our teeth. Right. And this is why you really have to do your research in this space, because there is a lot of product out there that is selling like hotcakes and is being applied. And you're like, what is going on? So one thing, for example, is there is something really hot in the cosmetic space right now called uh, 24 karat gold teeth whitening gel. Ah, I think they have a, I think there's um, a skin, some skin right? product. Yeah, they they stop you in the airport. No joke. Yes, in the malls. It's a, so annoying. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, so- yep. It does take some, you know, you do have to bring yourself back and use some common sense and think if this is real gold, it would not be that syringe price. And what would gold do for whitening? (laughs) Right? Right. So it is tricky in these spaces that are unregulated is it's kind of a free for all. Interesting. Yeah. And you're putting it in your like mouth and your saliva and then, um, yeah, interesting. I never even thought about it. Just like water, bottled water, there aren't 
still aren't regulations on that. So Which is so wild. Every- yeah. I know, right? I think about it every time I grab a bottle of water. I'm like, am I drinking like dirt water from the hose? Right? You're like, where is this coming from? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what have been your biggest obstacles thus far? The biggest obstacles definitely was when I decided to close our first location. That obviously was hard, but it's turned out great with the pop-up model we have for our straight-to-consumer base. Uh, for our like our wholesale business, professional whitening products, it's been really interesting. Again, this might be because I don't have this business background or also because returning to such a digital society is something as simple as choosing a really bad name for your business. Like professional lightning products, I didn't even think about SEO tracking or mm-hmm. um, like keywords, etc. So we do have a full rebrand planned over the next couple months, but it's been just these little things that I wish I had better background knowledge because it would have saved a lot of time and money (laughs) before moving forward. Um, But that's been tricky. And another thing that's been really tricky is, of course, we get a selection of our products from one manufacturer, but but it's endless for the amount of supplies that you could potentially sell in this space. And trying to find legitimate manufacturers is also very difficult. Um, Either you get into chatting and the minimum order quantities is outrageous or you get to conversations and they won't show you pictures of their facilities or like it's, um, it's, it's like the wild, wild west. I find, yes, they'll give you your FDA numbers or et cetera, but if they still won't show you, okay, exactly where they're located or what their vats look like, et cetera, well then that that's a red flag too. So it's, do you not go meet with them on site? Depends. So like, obviously here in Canada, um, we're here. So we're able to go see them. Uh, we work with somebody in the UK. So they walk us through like our zoom calls, et cetera. They'll walk Uh, us through production space. Um, but, uh, say someone from manufacturing plant in the States or elsewhere, then if they won't show us their spaces visually, then it's definitely a no go for us. But it it's interesting for sure. There's lots yeah. lots to learn. It's a little scary. Right? Yeah. I think that um your lesson of the SEO, the name, the location I think those are super valuable for people starting out. Like if they have an idea and they're wanting to launch like there's so much more that goes into it than just a product. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And I know you think you would have saved a lot of money and time, but I think you probably learned a whole slew of lessons that you probably wouldn't think about. Maybe true. True. um, Silver lining. Yeah. You, maybe you would, you're approaching things differently. Even if you had known that information, I don't know. Like I I do have a question because you said something that I thought, was interesting is the, whenever you pivoted, you were kind of forced to pivot Mm -hmm. for a few reasons. Do you remember how you felt or what was going through your mind? Did you know that, did you ever want to throw in the towel or were you like, there's another option. There's gotta be, I just have to figure it out. Or did you see like a pop-up thing and you think, Oh, well we could do that. Like how, how was that transition? It definitely, uh, there were a few times where I was like, oh, 
is this worth it? But I, I always found like when I knew that I was really stressed was I would open up Indeed and look for dental assisting jobs. <laughs> And right. there are lots of them. So I didn't ever feel that bad because I knew I could go get a job. But I obviously felt overwhelmed for sure. But I think what also really kept me going was this is an untapped market in the sense of the things that I've, I was doing hadn't really been done yet or not on that scale or the products that were being available for purchase weren't the highest quality or the full product line that you really need to be a successful teeth whitening technician. So I felt like just knowing that there needed to be a pioneer in this space was huge because I remember when I was back working full time as a dental assistant in extra side jobs, I would always think, what has not been created yet? Like there's got to be something. And when I fell into this teeth whitening realm. I'm like, I'm not going to find another gem like this. There is so much potential here and it's so untapped that I knew, I knew I had to keep going even through the tears. Yeah. That's awesome though. <clears throat> I think believing and knowing deep down in your passion, like that will push through anything, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about lessons. We've talked about like pivots we've talked about the seo lessons like there's a lot here that's good stuff um what advice would you give someone else that's just starting out that yeah. may be going down the same path like a product road or or whatnot for sure well just entrepreneurship in general i was actually looking through some of your socials and you would put up like a quote it was a while ago but you had put um a symbol of a feather is flight and freedom. And that I think is just business in a nutshell, entrepreneurship in a nutshell. It's not going to feel like it, especially the right. freedom part, but eventually it is going to build and become so much more. And I would say if you know that you want more freedom or you know that you need more independence, entrepreneurship's the way to go. When it comes product-based, I would definitely make sure it's a product that you have experience with. I wouldn't have been able to jump into this space and really have the education background if it wasn't for it being from my physical background. Mm -hmm. Because especially like even though you're working with manufacturers, etc., there's going to be lots of times where they might just know the chemical makeup but you have a better idea on technique breakdown of how to right. apply it. So really make sure that whatever product you're going for, you really understand it. It will make it easier in the long run and don't feel let down. There are so many different ways to build a product out and with technology, the connections you can make worldwide, it's really endless. So it's definitely a great space to be in. But on the flip side, do be prepared that shipping is outrageous and your margins do need to be correct. Because even once you figure out how much it's going to be to build the product, shipping is a whole nother bundle that yeah. it's, it's a headache. Yeah. Well, and it certainly impacts the margins, I would assume. Exactly. I think it would be tricky to figure out orders, like how many orders 
to pre-order and then, I mean, I know you can go on supply and demand after that, but like when getting started, I don't know. Is that like, as my teacher used to say, picking it out of the clear blue sky and plugging it in? Like you just, <laughs> I don't know how you'd figure it out if you haven't sold anything. It is, it is difficult and it's definitely difficult figuring out. Uh, like I personally thought one product would have been more ideal or more common than another product. And then the next thing you know, one week, the other product is more popular. So you've brought in more stock of this, but not enough stock of that. So it is just a juggle. Um, I would say really make sure policies are in place very apparent to your customer um, that knows if the product is in stock or not because at the end of the day the client wants everything yesterday thanks to Amazon so we have <laughs> to make sure that you give very prominent processing and shipping time lengths and that should really help for sure I could I could totally see that for sure so how can we help you like where are you at in the states I like want to check this out yeah, so we are supplying fellow teeth whitening technicians throughout the states. Um, we're pretty much technicians in almost every state, actually. And, um, and when our rebrand hits, we will be also starting to target dental offices. But the really interesting thing, which I don't think I've mentioned yet, is our professional whitening products, which will be renamed, is um, what it's almost white labeled. What we've done is all of our products just have a tooth on it and then the description of what the product is in hopes to help your business grow without you having to buy high order quantities. So what we were finding and what I personally found too was to bring on a private label product, very expensive. So you can purchase our products with minimal to no branding, which means you're almost like getting your own white label product and not having to compete with whatever that brand would have been on the label. So who knows, maybe you're already working with our product if you go and get your teeth whitened in your geographic area, but our real perk is to not elevate our name, it's to elevate that business and to help them grow. Mm. Okay, so let me make sure I understand this correctly. You're cutting costs because of labeling. Exactly. So branding, basically, we just put a generic label on it. And then that business can use it as their own brand almost. But ah, so they can. Okay, so they can customize it and say it's okay. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So now do you have to train all these technicians that are throughout the states? Depending um, if they show proof of certification that they've been trained elsewhere, then they can purchase. Um, but yes, if they ha are either not a dental professional or do not have proof of training, then they do have to um, do one of our education courses to make sure that they can apply this safe and effectively. And they have to do that before they purchase the product. Exactly. So, n n like, I couldn't just go and purchase a bunch of product and start schlepping it on people and calling it a day and, <laughs> and it's not consumer i as a consumer i wouldn't be able to buy it either right no no okay. not yeah. uh, not through the pwp line and i mean you could just buy some stuff off of amazon and give it a try but <laughs> the percentages are going to be different and yeah. same with the outcome yeah interesting uh i want to try it 
Okay, cool. So how can we help you? How, how, how can we help you grow? Cause I think that this is going to be, um, big for you. I think it's going to be popular. I mean, everyone loves, I mean, co cosmetics is huge. I feel like makeup and I don't know, I, since COVID because of TikTok, I've tried more makeup than I care to even <laughs> that I would have not known about or tried. Can't say I like them all. Nope. I think it's going to be fantastic for you. So how can we help you? Yeah, I would love it if, if you have a daily or not daily, maybe monthly esthetician that you go see your hairdresser or, um, I mean, the list goes on. If they, you think whitening would be a cause a complimentary service to them, not even chairside whitening, but retail products like home kits, mouthwash, etc. Um, would love if you would mention our product and send them to our wholesale site. Um, and then on the flip side, if any investors are listening and they're interested to open their portfolio to this whitening world, uh, would love to chat and give a little bit more of a breakdown of what our future vision is. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you've looked, but on our website, so we just redid our website and mm -hmm. we listed a ton. I want to say there's over a hundred investors listed there that invest okay. in female founders. Amazing. And obviously all of them have different specialties, but I highly recommend scrolling Go through that it. list and pulling out a few if, um, and we've got some accelerators in there if you're interested. So we just tried to really provide a lot of resources for our um, guests and for our listeners. So check that out on our website. Um, and also on our website, uh, while I'm talking about it, you can find um, a link to your information and the podcast. Um, okay. And their company, Rachel's company information. And so... Um, and we'll include the links in the comments below as well. And I would be happy to um, pass along your information or make introductions uh, to um, professionals. I'm just going to group them as professionals because there's several. Oh, nice. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like this with my dentist, so I can talk to her as well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'd be happy to help in everyone. If you, um, feel inclined, I'm certain that Rachel would be, um, very grateful if you all, um, passed along her information to your go-to professionals as well, which is cool. Um, anything else that we should know any, where, what website, tell us where they can find you or where they should yeah, on socials, the easiest thing to do is just follow my at mentor rage page. And then it has linked out to say if you're in Canada and you want to consumer products, you can check out you whitening or if you are in Canada, the US or the UK, and you're looking for adding teeth whitening to your business in some sh shape or form, then you can find our links there to professional whitening products as well. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today and it was great and I will do whatever we can to support and promote you and your businesses and keep us posted on the rebrand and all of that info because that's fun and exciting. It's a lot of work, but it's fun and exciting. 
so yeah keep us posted great thanks so much brooke i appreciate it